right, good morning and welcome to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and today we are talking about social media. Our world has completely evolved and we have become so dependent on computers and technology and all of that. And, uh, you know, I really had to address this today because in light of all of the things that are happening in the world, we tend to get really caught up in how we feel and our emotions and all of that. And we, we, we've kind of, I feel like, taken a few notches down when it comes to quality relationships, quality connections with one another. And so today I want us to take an honest and hard look at what it is we're doing in terms of our relationships. And, uh, you know, are, are we allowing social media to bring our relationships down? Are we allowing social media to enhance our relationships? What are we doing? So I want to talk about this today and I would love to hear from you with regards to how you've experienced social media in your relationships, intimate relationships, relationships with friends, family, um, etc. And our quote unquote friends, you know, those people who are on social media floating around, but we don't really know who they are. Yeah, I want to talk about all of that. So stay with me. Give us a call. 678-613-5857. And we're going to have a great conversation today about social media and its impact on our real social lives. So stay with me on the live exchange. Vince Lombardi once said that it's hard to be aggressive when you're confused. Some of us think that taking our lives to the next level, both personally and professionally, is a confusing and complicated process. Guess what? It's not, and I can prove it. My book, Truisms, will show you how living your life by rules that are so self-evident and obvious, you'll say, I knew that. This powerful yet short, detailed bestseller is on sale right now, under $10. Go to michaelmcfadden.com. That's michaelmcfadden.com, and let Truisms help Help you to the next level. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to Academy of Creative Coaching. I am an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I will never accept defeat. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined. I am disciplined. Physically and mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I'm an expert and I'm a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the, the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. American soldier. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. They're strong and there's Army strong. See what it takes at GoArmy.com. 
Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere, they're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain. It's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash jeans body tech. Marie Callender's knows that you may not have time to roll out dough for a perfectly flaky crust that's made from scratch. Or enough time to mix vegetables with all-white meat chicken and a homemade gravy. She knows you may not have a moment to crimp the edges of your favorite chicken pot pie. But Marie Callender's does. And when she's done, all you need to do is find time to grab someone special. Sit down and savor. Marie Callender's. It's time to savor. Y'all need anything else? All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about social media and the impact that social media has on our social lives. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, if you've been paying attention, but um, there was a time where we used to be able to to have conversations with each other without without the the uh, fear of being attacked or without, um, you know, with people kind of somewhat respecting what we had to say. And even if they didn't respect what we had to say, they at least were, they had the etiquette to, to still um, have conversations respectfully. Um, and so, you know, of course, there are always those people who, who have struggled with it and who struggle with it, uh, you know, in terms of being respectful in general. But, uh, you know, it seems like the, the, the gates have just been unleashed with regards to people's comfort levels um, with dialogue on social media. And I'm not just talking about political debates. I'm talking about 
you know, we can talk about political debates, but I'm also talking about um, dating. Um, you know, online dating is a big thing. And, and in many ways, it's a great thing. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are now married as a result of online dating. So I'm definitely a big fan of that. But you also have people who are a lot bolder um, when it comes to online dating. So you may have, you know, a couple of interactions with somebody, you know, you, you know, great conversation that may ensue for the first couple of days. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you get a crotch picture, right? <laughs> you get a picture of a crotch and, and, you know, and, and it's like, hello, um, what happened? And so people have this, you know, it's kind of equivalent to the idea of liquid courage. I mean, people have this, this, this cyber courage that comes along with being hidden behind a computer screen. And so, um, all kinds of things happen. And, um, I actually had, um, I witnessed a post yesterday from one of my Facebook friends that I'm going to share with you. Um, I'm going to share bits and pieces of it with you because um, she's feeling kind of the, the brunt of, uh, of of how we are interacting with each other on social media. And uh, I thought that she kind of hit, hit it on the head um, with the way that she talked about that. So I'm definitely going to be coming back um, to talk about that. But I'd love to hear your experiences and if there's anything that um, you just kind of want to get off your back about – how you have experienced social media. Now, social media isn't all bad. You know, there's definitely um, the positive points because there's a reason why it's thriving. Um, There's a reason why it's doing so well. I mean, gosh, it has opened up the floodgates for entrepreneurs like myself. We have so much at our disposal to do whatever we envision, um, you know, entrepreneurially. So if, you know, for example, um, I have a publishing company, I have a Life Coach Academy, this radio show. And so there's a lot of things that we have access to that we didn't necessarily have access prior to social media. Um Heck, dating, marriage, finding, you know, um, a a spouse, you know, all of that. But then also look at what's happening with television. Um, The cable companies are, are realizing that we don't need them in order to get our entertainment, right? So we have the Fire Stick. Um, we have Apple TV and these are, um, ways to, to access TV and movies, um, via, you know, um, um, internet. So if you have internet, you can get TV. Um, so, so there are so many benefits to, to, um, the, the internet and all of that. However, there are a lot of vices for it as well. So, I mean, every time I, I, I think of there's a, there's a love for something, there's also a vice. There's also the other side. Um, so that is what we're talking about today. And I'm going to give you the number because I want to give you the opportunity to give us a call. Um, and, and I want to hear your pet peeves about social media. Um, the number is 61, I'm sorry, the number is 678-613-5857. Uh, but before we take any calls, we're going to go ahead and get into trending topics. Primary election. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. Okay, so one of my, uh, for those of you who know me, you know that I am an educator and my passion is education. And so I have definitely um, been paying attention to what's happening with regards to our selection of um, education secretary. So for those of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, um, Betsy DeVos was confirmed as Education of Secretary 
um, I'm sorry, <laughs> as Secretary of Education um, earlier this week. But this was not without um, opposition. This was not without, um, you know, people really standing up against her selection. And, and so um, she was confirmed on Tuesday and the casting, the uh, tie-breaking vote was that of Vice President Pence. Um, so there was a tie. Um, all um, 48 Democratic senators voted against her, um, including two Republican senators. And the tiebreaker um, was that vote of Vice President Pence. And, I, you know, we all knew that that was probably the direction that, was, that it was going to go. It seems, you know, a bit unfair to me that they would have a vote, that the vice president or the president would have a vote, or that the vice president would have a vote. But, you know, I guess that's, you know, I guess that's the way it goes. Um, but he was the tie-breaking vote. Um, and this was after dozens of Democrats took to the Senate floor um, on Monday, well into Tuesday. It was a 24-hour last-ditch effort um, to you know, speak out against DeVos. And, um, you know, the argument was primarily that she doesn't understand or believe in public schools and that she's not committed to enforcing civil rights laws related to education um, and therefore should be disqualified. Um, And so this was, uh, you know, a very commendable effort, you know, to to try to speak out, to try to make a difference. Um, But, you know, it unfortunately didn't pan out. When you look at the comparison, though, I, you know, and I can completely see why, um, because yeah, I myself am frustrated with it. Um, but but the education difference between DeVos and um, the previous um, Secretary of Education is just it, it's staggering. You know, there's just just a, a very blatant difference. And so it wasn't about well, they're not she qualified. Um, a lot of us believe that it was it had everything to do with her investments and what she spent in order to purchase that position. With that said, we're going to talk a little bit more about social media when we come back. Stay with me on the live exchange. Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com, we came close but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. 
every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he guide us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, one of the things that I was just talking about was the um, appointment of Secretary of Education, um, Betsy DeVos, and um, and what I didn't get into were the implications of that, and so a lot of people are very much concerned about how this is going to impact public education. Will there be support in enhancing public education? And the reason is because Betsy DeVos's stand has very much been focused on charter schools, um, which I'm not opposed to. I, I think charter schools are great. Um, in fact, um, one of the young ladies that I was coaching as a middle schooler, a charter school was, was the best choice for her. However, I don't believe in charter schools at the expense of private, I mean, of public education, because um, public education is is having concern for the masses, is making sure that our nation in general is educated. And so um, so there's a lot of people who are very much concerned and who are saying, I'm pulling my kid out of school, I'm homeschooling them, um, and, and a few others who are saying, you know what, I... I'm glad my kid's about to graduate this year, graduate high school this year. But you know what I want you to be aware of is that Secretary of Education is also over higher education. So if you're expecting that kid to go to college, um, you might want to pay very close attention to how funding for higher education and um, financial aid, student loans, and all of that is impacted um, by this decision. So we need to pay attention and we need to be a part of midterm elections so that we can have um, kind of you know, have some influence on, on who gets put in these places. So, um, so that's, that's, uh, that was kind of sort of the, uh, end of trending topics. But today what we're talking about is social media. So we're looking at the, how social media impacts our real lives. Okay. So there's, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who don't remember, there's actually a difference between our social media lives and our real lives. <laughs> so I want you all to, to, to know this. Um, and so a lot of times um, we, we get that mixed up. I know, you know, um, there are studies out there that talk about um, people who their entire identity is is on social media, um, and, and and this is primarily with regards to gaming. But this this also applies to our social media presence. And so, um, when we are dating, um, interacting, debating, going to classes, and all of this, and our entire lives are online. Um, think about the impact that that has on us as a society. Think about the impact that has on us when it comes to face to face conversation and interactions. Um, when I, you know, I, I, one of my pet peeves is when I go to a restaurant and I see, and even though it's none of my business, cause what they do is what they do. It still bothers me, but is when I go to a restaurant and the couple sitting next to me or across from me 
are focused primarily on their phones. They're looking down the whole time. They're they're doing this uh, swiping motion, and and so they are not engaging with one another. And it it bothers me because it concerns me. I wonder the impact that this is going to have on our ability to look at each other face to face and and to be able to have you know competent conversations with one another as a result. Um, and so that is one of the things that, that I think we need to pay attention to um, because when we look at the evolution of who we are as a society and our human interactions, we are in the middle of one of the, you know, probably one of the most major evolutions of human interaction that, that we will see in our lifetimes. Um, and speaking of the research, it's time to get into the research. In the interest of science, 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 science. Okay, so this um, is coming out of the Intimate Relationships, the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. It's one of my favorite journals. It's one of my favorite organizations that I'm a part of. Um, it's, it's the organization. It's the um, International Association of Relationship Research. Um, and I thought this was a really interesting model. So this model and the one that I'm going to give in the, in the second hour um, kind of tie into how we interact on social media. But this one, um, not so directly, but it really talks about how much we invest in a relationship. Um, and I really think that our investment in a relationship is, um, you know, can be affected by what by the fact that social media is here, and that is because we have the opportunity to compare our relationships um, with the perceived happiness of other relationships that that are um, on social media. So, what the investment model says is, um, it it basically is grounded in interdependence theory, and that was a theory developed back in 1959. Um, and it says that satisfaction with alternatives to an investment in a relationship uniquely predicts relationship commitment. So relationship commitment, according to this theory, is based on three things. That is, again, satisfaction with that relationship, alternatives that you may have to that relationship. So could you have dated him or him or him? You know, so what other alternatives do you have? Um, or single, that's another alternative, right? Um, and then the last one is um, the investment that you've made in this relationship. And so that investment, of course, can be financial, but also emotional. What kind of emotional investment have you um, put into this relationship? Um, what kind of um, you know, time investment have you put into this relationship? So, so those are the, the factors that can... Um, kind of determine how invested somebody is in a relationship. So satisfaction, um, again, comes from interdependence theory. And the, the, the outcomes um, received from a relationship, if the outcomes received from a relationship ex exceed the comparison level, then the person is satisfied. But if the outcomes fall short of the comparison, dissatisfaction arises. So again, Comparison, this, this study came out in, in 2012. In 2012, social media was a thing, but it was not a thing like it is now. Um, and, you know, it's just, it, it continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So 
when um, somebody, when we are on social media and people are putting their relationships on social media, their pretty pictures and, and only the pretty pictures um, and only the good times and only the happy times, consider what that may mean when we compare our relationships, when we know the good, bad, and the ugly of our relationships and we compare that to the relationship that's on Facebook or, or Instagram. So, so our comparison level um, is going to is going to change or has changed because social media has really put relationships in our face. So if if your ex- expectation for the relationship is is um, being reached and is being met and it's met higher than the comparisons that you have, then you're satisfied. But if it's not being reached and and um, your satisfaction is lower than what you've compared your relationship to your satisfaction is going to be, or the relationship is going to be lower. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. And I see there's a com- couple of comments that have come in, so I'm going to, we're going to talk about those as well. So stay with me on the live exchange. Leaders aren't born They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Marie Callender's knows that you may not have time to roll out dough for a perfectly flaky crust that's made from scratch. Or enough time to mix vegetables with all-white meat chicken and a homemade gravy. She knows you may not have a moment to crimp the edges of your favorite chicken pot pie. But Marie Callender's does. And when she's done, all you need to do is find time to grab someone special, sit down, and savor. Marie Callender's, it's time to say JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain, it's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash jeans body tech. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you're looking for that ratchet, you're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, gosh, I'm I'm really tempted to sing, but I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to I'm going to focus here. We we are talking about social media and how social media impacts our 
real social lives. Um, and we have a couple of comments. Um, the first one is from LaShawn Barnes, and that was um, she was commenting on Betsy DeVos being appointed as Education Secretary. Um, and she was saying that Betsy DeVos is a terrible choice, um, just completely unqualified. And um, yes, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. There are a lot of educators um, and professionals in the world of education that could do a phenomenal job in a position like that. Um, so I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and, and here is, a, um, a, a, I guess, evidence or an example of how social media has an impact because, you know, prior to social media, we may not have been paying attention or the masses may not have been paying um, quite so close attention to who's appointed as um, education secretary. Um, it may have been just us educators. Um, you know, it may have been, you know, sprinkled people who just happen to be interested in politics. But now because of social media, we have been able to bring issues like this to light and, and just, make it an issue um, because it's something that we're passionate about. So so there's definitely a benefit in social media. Um, Gary Banks says um, excessive cell phone use in various social settings appears to limit our interactions in one another and create voids of meaning. Gosh, yes, that is so true. I mean, um, and, and cell phone use varies from, you know, scrolling through social media pages, Facebook, um, Googling things, um, you know, or uh, I'm a professor, so in class, I, I most certainly, students think I don't see them. I see them. I see them um, interacting with each other. So I can tell when I'm teaching, if I've got, you know, John in the back of the room texting Lisa at the front of the room, because I see John texting with a little smirk on his face, and then I instantly see Lisa look down at her phone with a return smirk on her face. So y'all, we see you, <laughs> and I often do call them out uh, when I see this. But um, but yes, Gary, you're absolutely right. Um, this, the excessive phone usage in various social settings um, do limit our interactions. And, um, I, you know, I say that it's a pet peeve when I see couples who may be out to dinner or what have you, and they are you know, engaging in social media. Um, I make it a point when I am with somebody, you know, um, and, and usually on a date because I was just recently accused by one, <laughs> one of my friends that they'll be talking to me and I'm scrolling through my phone and I, yeah, I'm guilty. Um, uh, but for some reason when I'm on a date or when I'm at dinner with somebody, um, uh, I make it a point to put my phone down and I turn it downward so that I don't even see, what messages are coming through, or, or I may just put it in my purse altogether, and I just focus in on the person that's in front of me. It's um, really important for me to do that. And so, um, but because I do kind of work on a crazy 24-hour clock, um, I have to be very conscious about making sure that I stay in control of how much I'm allowing myself to engage um, and sort of be sucked in um, by social media. Um, I know that lately, I have really kind of tuned out of social media as a coping mechanism for the way the world, at least here in our country, has been going. And so I, I'm not shy about saying that I'm not happy about our presidential choice and I'm not happy about the decisions he's made. And, um, and so I, at some point it just got overwhelming and I just couldn't stand to look at it anymore. But, and yet it's still in my face all the time. Every time I pick up my phone, um, there are people who, you know, are posting about it, um, protesting about it, and, you know, and that's great. But I did have to take some time away because um, it was just a bit much. So, um, 
Uh, so I, I just, I literally, and then what I started doing when I came back is I focused only on my own timeline. So I wouldn't go to the news feed at all because I didn't want to see what people were saying. I didn't want to see the debates or the arguments. Um, I just, I just figured I'm going to focus on what I have to say about my, my life and, what I ate for dinner yesterday or, or what movie I just saw and the comments that people had about that because I just didn't have it in me to, to, to deal with all of this other stuff that was going on on social media. So I kind of took my own, you know, break without being, you know, announcing a social media break. So, um, and that leads so beautifully um, to this week's balance challenge. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. All right, so this week's balance challenge is for you to take a social media diet <laughs> or to go on a social media diet. Now, I'm not saying to get rid of it altogether. I'm not saying to go on a hiatus. I'm not saying that you've got to put this, this new Facebook um, profile up that says you're on hiatus. It's okay to engage with people. But just like with anything else, when we overindulge, we have to pull back and find ways to take, you know, take time to ourselves and take time to to get to know the people who are actually in our real lives, right? Um, and so I, this week for um, the Balance Challenge, I challenge you to take a social media diet. Now, I don't want to necessarily dictate what that diet is for you. Um, but I would like to challenge you to think about how many hours you spend on social media, whether it's a planned, you know, um, time planned visit to your social media pages, or do you just kind of pop in and pop out throughout the entire day? I challenge you to schedule it out. Think about how many hours a day you're going to allow yourself to do social media and, and schedule that time. Um, and so I think you could do it. I think you can do it. And so <laughs> give it a try. And we are um, going to check in with you. But I want to see how you do because I know that it's addictive. Um, and, and I know there's a lot of hot issues going on right now. So I want you to think about how many times a day you're going to do social media and limit yourself to just that amount of time per day. We'll be right back. Everybody successful lays a blueprint out. You laid the blueprint out. I stayed true to my dreams. And by doing that, eventually it came true. A lot of times, you know, it's like in life, right? Life brings like drama and you got to deal with this person and the funky relationship here and all these things. You try and just kind of balance them out as best I can. Make a choice, right? You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out Everybody your way. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what real beasts do. Unleash your beast. Break your history. Great leaders aren't born. They're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself 
and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and so today we're talking about social media, and we're looking at how social media has impacted our lives, um, and, and it really has. It's it's really changed our lives in so many ways, and so, um, you know, it's, it's affected our relationships and our interactions with one another, and so I really wanted to engage in this conversation because there's, there's you know, it's... It, it really is dictating the way that we interact with one another. And I want to make sure that we're aware of that. I don't know if we understand the impact that social media really has on our lives. And so, um, so we are, um, I, I've given you kind of a few um, statistics and, and that kind of thing. Now, Sharon, who's listening in um, Portland, I believe she is. Is she in Portland or Seattle? I think she's in Seattle. Um, and she says that she has just implemented a turn-in-the-phone policy and the devices, basically, before bed. This is with her and her kids and probably the husband, too. <laughs> turn the phone off. Um, oh, Okay. Okay, well, never mind. She says her husband um, has his phone constantly <laughs> and, and yet still misses calls. Um, but, but so she has a turn in the devices policy at the end of the day where you've got to turn in the devices and you've got to turn them off. And so um, that's a great idea. That is a really great idea. That might be one way to, to sort of manage our social media use. Now, again, I don't want to demonize social media. I don't want to say that it's the worst thing um, since sliced bread because it certainly isn't. There's so many benefits to it. Um, um, and, and one of those is the online dating. So I don't know how many of you have experienced that. Um, and by the way, while I, you know, we, you know, we talk about this, I do want you to um, give us a call because I would love to hear your pet peeve um, or your strategy um, for social media and how you handle it. Um, the number is 678 613 Five eight five seven, and you can also just post that on the Facebook Live post through Sensation Station Network's Facebook page. Um, but one of the benefits has been um, dating online, and so we've got you know all these dating sites: Match.com, eHarmony, Tinder, um, Coffee Meets Bagel. I don't know how many of you have heard of that one, um, but it's there are so many different ways, um, and then you have special groups. Farmersonly.com, blackpeoplemeet.com, um, you know, 
uh, OurTime.com, which is for, what, 55 and up. And so, so there is, um, you know, there's special interests. There's a lot of um, ways in which social media can touch different um, groups for dating. So the benefit is that it, it definitely helps bring people together who otherwise wouldn't meet, right? So it, it brings the big world, um, it, it, it makes it smaller, and it, and it makes us, um, you know, gives us the ability to connect with people who we wouldn't before. So, for example, I, I work with um, people who who live um, in Italy, for example. Um, You know, I have collaborated with, um, you know, I have students who have joined our coaching program from um, Amsterdam and, you know, Australia and Russia and different places. And so it's really um, uh, beneficial because we can connect with people all over the world. Um, But the downfall of social media in a relationship um, is that it's easier to cheat um, you know, it's very easy to cheat within social media. Um, and then your partner, you know, because your partner has all these friends on Facebook, you have all these friends on Facebook, um, and you have no idea who they're talking to. And so it takes a lot more integrity to make sure that you are, um, you know, faithful to your word and, and what you're saying you're doing, um, in relationships. So, um, give me a call. We're going to go to a break. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about social media and dating. And then we're going to look a little bit into career and how that impacts social media. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Adopt2S Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you, A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within... Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have. Ta da! Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I am an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I will never accept defeat. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined. I am disciplined. Physically and mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I'm an expert, and I'm a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the The enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. They're strong, and there's Army strong. See what it takes at GoArmy.com. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a world place on a cold I want to be day. a football stadium. I want stadium. to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. And so a new American industry has been born. Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about social media and how our social media lives impact our real lives because we do have real lives outside of social media, believe it or not. So um, right now I'm looking at dating, I'm looking at relationships and how relationships, intimate relationships are impacted by social media. Um, And so um, when we look at online dating, you know, that has become a really big deal. Now, Match.com launched back in 1995. Um, back in 1995, online dating was definitely um, a stigma. And it, it was kind of, we remember, right? You know, it was not the cool thing to do. It was, oh, only desperate people do that. And, you know, and I happen to know um, several people, even who, who met back then um, and got married and are still married. 1995, um, was that 20 years ago? Um, and so for them to still be married, you know, that's, that's pretty good odds there, or, you know, at least for that couple. Um, and, and so back then about 14% of adults were internet users. I'm not talking about 14% of adults used online dating. 14% of adults were internet users. So you remember that first AOL email account? <laughs> that is what was happening, you know, in 95. Um, and so imagine if only 14% of adults were online users, the percentage of us who may have not even, you know, been considering online dating and how stigmatized the idea of online dating was back then. But now online dating has grown um, in both popularity and acceptance. So, um, you know, here we are 20 years later, the visionaries of Match.com were ingenious because now it is a big deal. Um, a lot of us use online dating as our, our primary source for dating. Um, I have not yet been brave enough to really delve in. <laughs> I have to be honest, I've, uh, I've signed up. Now, I have signed up for eHarmony like twice, and both times that I've signed up, I have just kind of let the time pass on by without responding to anybody, and then lo and behold, I'm on the last day, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I probably should respond to somebody, and then it's too late. So, I, yeah, I'm not one of the brave ones <laughs> who have who've really um, done I've I have met a grand total of one person on social media, um, or I'm sorry, on, on the dating website. And, um, that was, you know, that was cool and all great person still in touch, all of that. And so I would consider that a pretty successful story in terms of being able to build a really great and awesome friendship from that. So, um, you know, but I, I haven't been brave enough to, to venture out, you know, any further <laughs> than that. Uh, if you have, I would love to hear your stories. Um, you can give us a call. The number is 678-613-5857. And so here are some facts about online dating from a um, research, um, this was 2013, from the Pew Research Center. Um, Online dating has lost much of its stigma. A majority of Americans now say online dating is a good way to meet people um, when that always hasn't been the case. So again, people used to believe that this was a subpar 
um, approach to dating. And now, you know, um, almost half the public knows someone who uses online dating or someone who's met their partner via online dating. Put your hands up. Send some some hearts or something if you know somebody who has now married somebody as a result of online dating. I'm really curious. I know um, quite a few people. I mean, I used to be able to say I can count it on one hand, but I can now count it on a couple of hands. Um, that there are um, there's quite a few people that I know who have um, gotten together and have stayed together as a result of online dating. Um, and I would say it's probably more than half now. This study was back in 2013. Um, and I think in the last three years, there has probably been an, a, a large increase um, since then. And then one in five adults aged 25 to 34 years of age, one in five, have used online dating, but it's also popular with older singles too. So when we come back, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the age groups that are using online dating. And um, you might be surprised at, at what you see. Um, stay with us, and we'll be right back on the live exchange. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human Kelsey, guy, and I'm hey, starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Great leaders aren't born. They're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers. In places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Uncle Dan? Mom? Dad? If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Love Notes with Dr. Pamela. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. So today's Love Note actually comes from a guy 
Um, and he is talking about interactions with his mother on social media. <laughs> and this is not the first time that I've heard this, but, um, and what he's essentially saying, it's a very long, long note, but what he's essentially saying is that his mother wants to be his friend on social media. He accepted it, and he's talking about Facebook in particular. Um, he accepted it, but she does things like posts his baby pictures, um, you know, gives, you know, embarrassing facts about his past, um, clicks um, like or love on um, pictures of him where he's out and he may be with a woman who's he's not with. And um, she may click the love uh, button and respond and say, hey, baby, oh, mom's excited. You know, things like that that are really, really embarrassing to him. Um, he gave a slew of examples. Um, and he's asking how can he manage his um, relationship with his mother online, um, you know, versus his relationship with her in person. In person, apparently things are great. Online, she is just, uh, she's, I guess, the same person she is in person online, and he doesn't necessarily want all of that online. Um, so, <laughs> um, and so his question is, you know, how can he deal with that? How can he love his mother um, in, in um, her, the real world um, while kind of keeping her pushed back a little bit on social media? Well, um, you know, and, and I, I'm without saying your name, because your mother may be watching. Um, I think that the, the best way to handle it is to work those filters that you have on Facebook. Um, if you're talking about Facebook, I know that Facebook has, um, you know, controls that, that allow you to determine who gets to see and who doesn't get to see your posts. So if I'm posting something, for example, that I don't want certain people to see, then what I'll do is, you know, you go into the settings and you go into privacy and you get to select who gets to see what. So you get to say, um, what is, and, and that's exactly what Tanya Lowe is just saying right now. Dr. Tanya is saying block certain posts using the filters. And that's exactly what I'm saying. You can block the view of, of, of your posts, um, for certain people. You can literally select, you can say, um, this is available to my friends, except, and then list all the friends including your mother, who you don't want to see that post. And um, that is one way of doing it um, in a friendly, in, in a manner that's not going to cause any kind of confrontation that doesn't require you to hurt feelings and that kind of thing. Um, so that's one very easy way to do it. Um, another easy way to do it is to develop or to, to start another social media page that doesn't include your mother um, and in which you feel like you can um, post more freely. I have a feeling that my son has done this because he never posts to his, the page that I know about. Um, and so I have a feeling that he probably, I think I might be that mother. It might be my son who wrote that note. Um, no, but, the, but you could start a, you know, social media that is specifically for certain audiences. And another thing, the, the, probably the old school way of handling it is to, um, have a conversation with your mom, you know, and I know that that's not always easy. Um, it, you know, especially because we are so used to, um, having our conversations behind the computer screen. You did say that you have a relationship with your mom. So that's a plus. Um, and so maybe you can sit down with her and just have a really, um, heart to heart conversation with her about Facebook etiquette. Um, and, and, you know, emphasize that you love her and you want her to still be a part of your social media, 
but you know that here's kind of how you like to handle things that happen on your social media page. Um, so, you know, sometimes the best approach is, is a direct, but kind approach. And so that's something to consider. Um, and, and I have um, Kelsey who's saying I use the accept feature all the time. And I don't know how often you use that feature on me, Miss um, Kelsey, but um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I do. I use that feature um, quite a bit because, you know, um, and, and particularly because I, I do business and I don't always necessarily like to have my clients a part of my page. But what I'm finding out um, is that um, – it is great. Social media is great for business networking as well. So there are times that I do allow clients to be my Facebook friends. And when that's the case, I do block. I do block them from certain posts because they don't need to be seeing all that. <laughs> so it's really important that you understand um, who's on your page and, and to make sure that you're paying attention to who you want to see what. Um, and so, um, so those are just some things to keep in mind. I hope that this helps you. Um, and, and those of you who are listening and watching, um, feel free to continue to chime in to help this brother out because, um, I know he loves his mother and I know he, he means the best for her. Um, and that can always be kind of a challenging, uh, thing to deal with, with social media. Um, and then if you have any, any tips or things that you would like to share, pet peeves that you may have about social media, tricks of the trade that you have figured out in terms of making it work work, give us a call. I would love to hear it. Um, 678-613-5857. That's 678-613-5857. We'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, Before we went to the break, I was talking about online dating and how online dating is really part of our cultural norms now. And, you know, if you think about it, um, the trend has been towards um, reality TV, online dating, and what are, how are those two things related? Well, those two things are related because, you know, reality TV is not really reality, right? It is fabricated TV. It is TV that um, we're made to believe is real, but in reality, behind the scenes, there's scripts and there's retakes and all of that, and that is exactly what we do on social media, right? How many pictures do we take before we actually post that picture to social media? And I, you know, I, and I would love for somebody for the last selfie that you posted, I want you to count how many times you took that picture before you actually posted that selfie <laughs> to social media. Who's going to be honest with me? I would love to know. So if you are watching Facebook Live or if you are, um, you know, listening, I want you to count um, how many times, you know, or at least try to estimate how many times you took the picture the last time you posted a selfie. Um, because we do. We, we, we want to present reality TV type images of ourselves when we're on social media. Um, and so what we do is we create the selves that we want other people to see. We didn't necessarily have the liberty to do that back in the nineties when, you know, we were interacting with people then we had yearbooks. So whatever came out in that yearbook is what everybody saw. You, there was no doctoring it up or fixing it or making it pretty, taking 20 pictures and choosing the one that we like best. It was none of that. So (laughs) I I, want to know, let me, you know, while we go to break, look at your phone, tell me how many of that last selfie, how many pictures did you take before you posted that last selfie? 
All right. I'll give you time to do that. We'll be right back on the live exchange. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football stadium. I want stadium. to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are at the top of the second hour. My goodness, how time flies. Today, we are talking about social media, and we're looking at how our social media lives impact our real lives. Um, And so we've talked about dating. We've talked about our mothers being on social media with us. Um, We've talked about texting at the table, um, all of that. And so we are continuing this conversation, and I am loving the feedback we're getting, um, the tips and the information. If you have any tips, any information that you'd like to share about how you handle social media, your your pet peeves about social media, the ways in which you struggle with social media, um, give me a call, 678-613-5857. So one of the things that, I, that I'm also talking about is um, – on, online dating, and so we have those sites that have been they've been there forever. I don't know if you know, but Match.com has been in existence since 1995, and um, we have a lot of um, sites that have since you know come about. Um, you know, since Match.com, and in 1995, only 14 percent of Americans were using um, the internet at all. So, you know, so there's these days, I don't know, 99.9% and and I'm pretty sure a a much higher percentage than 14% are using online dating sites. And so um, now in terms of the age breakdown, um, here's what it looks like. So, and this was in night, I'm sorry, this was in 2013. So just, you know, bear, you know, keep in mind that this is four years old. So I am pretty sure that this has increased since that time. But at that time, 10% of um, online dating users were at the age of 18 to 24 um, 22% were 25 to 34 years old. 17% of online daters were 35 to 44 years old. 8% of online daters were 45 to 54 years old. 6% were 55 to 64 and 3% were 65 ages of age 65 plus. So uh, the majority at that time in 2013, um, of online users were between the ages of 25 and 34, which, you know, that sounds like that makes sense. I think that, that, that comparison, um, is probably still applicable today that the biggest population may be 25 to 34 because you have those who are fresh out of college, they're starting their careers. And then as they get into their thirties, they may or may not have, um, any prospects to settle down. And so they are more likely to try to use social media um, because they're busy with their careers. So they're kind of in their early career years and trying to um, go about 
um, how, how am I going to have a social life and, and using social media for that reason? Now, I also would not be surprised if the number between ages 35 and 44 has increased because as, as I have said on many other shows, um, it, it, when we get in the age of the early, the later 30s and the 40s, um, you have a lot of dynamics at play. So what you have at play is people who may have been married for almost 20, you know, 15, 20 years who may now be divorcing. And they are back out in the world and they're dating. And can you imagine how scary that is? For somebody who's been married 15 to 20 years and they are now just entering the dating world, they are... They didn't have online dating. It was not a thing when they were single before. So now they are literally having to learn how to date all over again. And um, and and while I am a bit a big advocate for the old school style of dating, we go out, we have great conversation, we spend time together. Um, there are a lot of ni- dynamics that social media has brought about that has changed the way dating works. Um, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you may have a great back and forth conversation with somebody um, for maybe a day and a half when the crotch picture comes through, right? When <laughs> the picture of the body part comes through and then what? So what happens to the 40-something-year-old who is back in the dating scene for the first time in 20 years and now, lo and behold, you're getting these pictures. So there, and that doesn't always happen, but it happens quite often. So the dating world is, is quite different than what it used to be. Um, and, and I think that because this generation, um, which is Generation X, are, um, is probably the first generation that really, you know, it was okay to get divorced. It was okay to be single um, up into the 40s. It was, there was not a big um, push for women to get married. The push has been on our careers. We are a unique generation in that sense. Um, and so we are also a dating generation, um, unlike our previous generation when they were in their 40s. Um, I see a comment that has come from Dr. Lowe, and she says, I love social media as a business tool. All of my pages are for relationship and business building. As for dating sites, meh, I'm still not a fan. <laughs> but I... But I've met some really cool people. I've got it with you on that, Tanya. Um, But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about social media and business and how business has really picked up and entrepreneurship has really picked up as a result of social media. Stay with us. We'll be right back. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Vince Lombardi once said that it's hard to be aggressive when you're confused. Some of us think that taking our lives to the next level, both personally and professionally, is a confusing and complicated process. Guess what? It's not, and I can prove it. My book, Truisms, will show you how living your life by rules that are so self-evident and obvious, you'll say, I knew that this powerful yet short detailed bestseller is on sale right now under ten dollars go to michaelmcfadden.com that's michaelmcfadden.com and let truisms help you to the next level marie Kellenders knows that you may not have time to roll out dough for a perfectly flaky crust that's made from scratch 
or enough time to mix vegetables with all-white meat chicken and a homemade gravy. She knows you may not have a moment to crimp the edges of your favorite chicken pot pie, but Marie Callender's does. And when she's done, all you need to do is find time to grab someone special, sit down, and savor. Marie Callender's, it's time to say. Uncle Dan? Mom? Dad? If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Everybody successful lays a blueprint out. You laid the blueprint out. I stayed true to my dreams. And by doing that, eventually they came true. A lot of times, you know, it's like in life, right? Life brings like drama and you got to deal with this person and a funky <laughs> relationship here and all these things. You try and just kind of balance them out as best I can. Make a choice. Right? You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out Everybody your way. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what real beasts do. Unleash your beast. Break your history. Primary election. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and uh, we've got trending topics. And um, trending are, you know, all of these um, sessions and these talks and all of these things that are happening politically. And I have to admit, I have, because I have been on a social media diet, I have not been paying as much attention to it as I was in previous weeks. So forgive me for my lack of depth when it comes to trending topics. So what I'm bringing you today is a trending topic about five teens who had to... Their punishment for um, for vandalism was reading books, right? So they have to read books about social justice and books about other people's um, lives and racism. Um, they uh, the, To Kill a Mockingbird, for example, is on the list. Um, and this is the punishment for vandalizing a building with swastikas and other um, racially charged symbols. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, okay, we want to teach these kids a lesson. We want to make sure they understand the context and what it is they're doing in, in our, you know, in our society. I got it. 
but I'm sorry. I like that's not enough. Like I I am glad you got them reading because for me, you know, reading is fundamental. <laughs> reading is is transformative. It can change lives. But I'm going to need to see something a little bit more stringent than that um, for, you know, for because, you know, what's behind it's not just vandalism. They're not just putting their tag name on a wall. Right. They're not just saying, um, you know, trying to this is hate driven. OK, so when something is hate driven, um, intervention is awesome. And I and I think that that's really important. So I, I don't want to knock the aspect of this of this um, penalty that that requires them to read. And because not only do they read, they have to read and write or discuss what they've read. Phenomenal. But I think that we need a little bit more than that. Maybe they can read while they're in jail or maybe they can read while they're doing community service or maybe they can read, you know, um, while they're dealing with whatever other consequence, um, you know, comes with vandalism. So, um, so that, you know, that I have mixed feelings. I would love to know how you all feel about that because I could be, maybe I'm just a little, um, extra sensitive when it comes to, um, hate crimes and crimes that, that are, um, you know, that involve racially charged, um, you know, motives like that. But for me, I think it's cute and all, but I don't know if it's enough. So, um, (laughs) um, but I do think, and and I see Christian Perkins is saying, you know, I think it's a great idea. I do too. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's a great idea. I do think it's really education is key to a lot of things. So if we can educate and we can get people to, to think about their actions and to understand the context, um, you know, of which we are navigating this world, um, that, you know, that does make a difference, um, for a lot of people. And, and it has actually, research has shown that it makes a difference when people will have the opportunity to learn about other people. But what also helps is to engage with other people, to interact with other people and build relationships with other people, other people. But I also don't want them to feel like they got a slap on the wrist. And so, um, you know, I, I really hope that, that this does work for them. Um, because if you're doing this, as teenagers, and, and, and so those ideas have already taken root in, in who you are, um, you know, I really hope that this is resolved and, and reversed by the time you hit, you know, adulthood. So, um, so that's just my thoughts on that. Um, we are talking about um, social media and how social media has an impact on our lives and, you know, the, the impact that social media has on our real social lives. And so when we, you know, I've looked at online dating and I've talked about, um, you know, how it's become a big thing. And, um, and just to give you a couple of more nuggets on, of online dating before we get into the business aspect of things, um, one third of people who have used online dating have never actually gone on a date with someone that they met on these, on these sites. And so a lot of times, these um, meetings don't necessarily pan out into a date, but you know that is um, the scare- that's the screening process. I would think that everybody you meet in real life wouldn't translate into a date either, and so um, there's so I, you know I can see that that makes total sense. Um, I don't see online dating um, 
as less effective than meeting somebody out in public somewhere, you know. So you may meet somebody in a bar. You may meet somebody at a music festival. You may meet somebody at a coffee shop. Um, you know, the odds of that person magically being the one because you met them in person um, to me is no more uh, realistic than that person you met online magically being the one. And so um, and, and that goes back to the whole argument of whether or not you even believe in the one, you know, <laughs> or whether or not you just make relationships work with people who you connect with and have chemistry with. Um, and that's a whole other show. Um, but that is something definitely worth talking about. Um, another one is one in five daters have asked someone else to help them with their profile. Um, and I do have to say the last time I had a profile, um, my friends created one for me on plenty of fish.com. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> all I'll say about that. Um, needless to say, I did not, um, engage with any of the people that I met on that site, but, um, you know, but they did create the site for me. Um, and then arguments over social media platforms among romantic partners are damaging to relationships, ending in negative outcomes like emotional and physical cheating, breakup and divorce. And so once you meet the person, the next question is how do you maintain those relationships with the people that you've met? Um, when we come back, we're going to be looking at a little of the research that talks about that. Um, believe it or not, there's research on Facebook, uh, about Facebook and relationships. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on the live exchange. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com, we came close but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. 
driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. In the interest of science. 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 All right, so this study, again, this is another study that comes out of one of my favorite journals. This is the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. I'm a part of an organization that's called the International Association of Relationship Research. How many of you knew there was such an organization? I love it. They have the best studies ever, and um, and you just be amazed at what they look at. And so, you know, when they when the are um, sorry the the articles that are in here that cover relationships cover everything from romantic relationships to relationship between patient and caregiver to relationship between mother and child to relationship between spouse and spouse, and so. Um, there's a broad range of different types of relationships that are covered, um, you know, through this organization and their publication. Um, but this relationship study um, is it's titled specifically "The Role of Facebook in Romantic Relationship Development: An, Explor- an Exploration of Knapp's Relational Stage Model." So I don't know if you all are familiar with Knapp's relational stage model, but there are certain stages that relationships go through um, as they evolve and as time passes. And so these, let's look at, uh, let me make sure. Okay. So relationships usually go through, um, oh, I can't, oh, here they are. Initiating. So that's the first stage. You're initiating the relationship. Experimenting. What's okay? What's not okay? What can I get away with? What can't I get away with? Intensifying. So now it's kind of we're going up to a new level, integrating, which means we are now building our lives or, or meshing some parts of our lives together, and bonding. And bonding is when you officially have decided, let's just go ahead and make this thing happen and make two become one. So again, that's initiating, experimenting, intensifying, integrating, and bonding. So this study looked at um, the role of Facebook as couples went through those different stages in their relationship. And the study um, sought to discern the interpersonal and social implications of publicly declaring oneself in a relationship, which is termed here Facebook official. Yes, yes, us researchers use such terms as well. So what is, you know, what happens when you make yourself Facebook official? Well, in this study, um, there were 10 focus groups that were conducted, and what, what was found is that Facebook is one of the primary means of uncertainty reduction. So what that means is if you were at a point in your relationship and you're like, I'm not sure where this is going, I don't know if he really likes me, I don't know if she's really into me, um, Facebook eliminated some of that uncertainty once couples decided to make themselves known on Facebook. Once they went Facebook official, that uncertainty was dramatically reduced. So now there was a little bit more security in knowing, okay, this person is publicly claiming me, so it must be the real deal. So I am now um, feeling a little bit more secure in this situation that I'm in. Um, Now, college students in particular consider Facebook official to be indicative of an increased level of commitment in relationships. 
Okay. So being Facebook official is um, a really important milestone for the college age crowd. Um, typically, relationship exclusivity precedes a discussion on becoming Facebook official. So usually people don't just randomly become Facebook um, official. They have a conversation and they discuss what, whether or not we're ready to make this thing go public. Um, and, and, and in that discussion, therein lies the uncertainty reduction because now we've had the conversation, we've put it out there, it's not ambiguous anymore, and we now know, okay, so this is, this is the real deal. This is official. So going Facebook official has um, implications for the public proclamation of one's relationship status um, as described in NAPS model. So once you change your status on Facebook, it has some positive and negative aspects to it. And, um, and these results differ for men and women. And so um, this is um, pretty much validating um, for those people who do their, their, you know, we are now in a relationship or I'm in a relationship with Joe or Mary or whoever, um, that they are taking that step forward and they're, they're making a serious, you know, and that kind of thing just wasn't a thing when we were, you know, at least for the people that are in my age range, when we were in high school, when we were in college, it wasn't a thing to make an announcement that we were, you know, official, that we were a couple. We just walked around holding hands. <laughs> it was, so that was our version of Facebook official. Um, one of the, the quotes that were used in the study is um, a student who's in a current relationship, and he said, I'm extremely introverted, so it's a lot easier for me to initiate conversation by going to the inbox or writing on the wall or something like that to take the first step. Um, and so... You know, for so for those who are introverted, I'm introverted in some ways, um, but for those of us who are introverted, um, it's it's a new way to step out and to socialize um, it, it, within our comfort zones, and so um, so it it allows people to kind of step forward and engage in relationships and conversations that they may not have engaged in otherwise. So take chew on that for a little while. You know, I'd love to know what you think about it. Um, so stay tuned, chew on it, think about it, and we'll be right back on the Live Exchange. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere, they're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. 
former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he guide us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Great leaders aren't born they're made and not just anywhere they're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the academy of creative coaching the academy of creative coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching spiritual coaching relationship coaching executive coaching life coaching and cultural competency coaching courses are online hybrid or face-to-face -face. the academy of creative coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Deliberate dumbing down. Dumb down society. Deliberate dumbing down of America. Dumb down public. Why would they do this? Sensation Station Network. Radio, not dumbed down. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, just talking about, um, in the research, talking about a study that looked at Facebook's um, in, you know, uh, role in the development of relationships. And, you know, we talked about some of the positives, that it validates people and makes them feel a little bit more secure that, okay, so this person is really publicly claiming me. So the uncertainty about this relationship and where we're headed has diminished somewhat. Now, of course, there are the negative aspects of these kinds of social relationships. Um, and, and as Tanya um, so eloquently put it, that there's some people who put too much and they overemphasize their relationship on social media so much that they don't even take care of their real relationship in the real life. And, um, and I think that that is so important that, that it's, you know, a lot of times it's so much more about the image and what people think and what people see and how you portray your relationship than it really is when you're actually sitting face to face to that, you know, with that person. And so it's really important, um, you know, to understand that, you are kind of living a, a, you know, a false, you're living a false life. You're, <laughs> and that really can't be good for you. You can do, you know, you can do better than having a relationship that you have to fake. 
I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, one of the other negative aspects that um, is pointed out in the study is um, when the relationship ends, the impact that that has, because now it's so public. It's, it's not even as public as it was when we were in school and we would hold hands with each other. It's not even that public because in that situation, it was just the people we went to school with who saw it on Facebook. Um, it could be people from all over the world, all over the country, um, in, in our workplaces. And suddenly, um, we are no longer an, an item. And, and I have seen that get quite ugly on social media. I have seen people, you know, put out people's personal business on, on Facebook pages out of spite, um, really embarrassing type, um, shady behavior. Um, just real ugly stuff that, that I've seen from grown folks. I'm not talking about the high schoolers. I'm talking about us Gen Xers. So, um, you know, so it can get really ugly, you know, at the end of a relationship. And so, um, you know, we, we just have gotten so bold when it comes to social media and, and, and we've lacked sympathy. We've, we lack empathy. We don't care what the other person is going through. Um, you know, it's just been kind of all about ourselves. And so some of the best ways to, to navigate a relationship while you're on social media is number one, don't post negative things about your partner. Um, even if they're not your partner anymore, I think that what's wise is that if you're going to walk away from a relationship, if a relationship has ended, um, walk away with dignity, um, there's no dignity in plastering slanderous or shameful inter- information about your spouse on social media because the reality of it is if this partner was so awful and there was these such these terrible traits about this person that you'd love to slander across or s- splash across social media, what does that say about you? Because you are with them, right? So <laughs> um, I don't think people realize how it makes them look when they – put great energy into slamming somebody else. Um, and so think about that. Don't post negative things about your partner. Number two, choose your friends wisely. Um, and if you haven't chosen your friends wisely, then just, you know, choose who gets to see what posts (laughs) and then be careful with who you talk about what, what with. Okay. Um, because you never know, if somebody is is sharing what you said, especially if it's in write, written form, and and how that information is being used, so be very careful about that. Um, and then, if in, fa- in doubt, unfriend them. You know, it's it's okay to do that. Um, that has been like the taboo act of our social media era is unfriending people. That is like our liberating um, move nowadays. <laughs> so, but let me shift a little bit to career. So. Social media has trans transformed our our world in terms of entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, um, public relations, because we have access to almost everything that large corporations have access to right there in the comforts of our own home. So we are now able to to um, do our own sales transactions via sites like PayPal, Square, so forth. Um, even our banks now um, allow us to do um, have merchant accounts and do, you know, easy transactions. Um, if, you know, you decide one day that you want to open a t-shirt business, everything is right there at your, t- your fingertips. You, you can search online for the, the supply of t-shirts. You can find a printer, you can come up with designs. Um, you can go to Fiverr, which is an awesome website and 
all of those things, bring them together, and bam, you have a business. So, um, so the online world has done wonders for entrepreneurship and, and people who want to um, be independent in the ways in which they make money. It, it takes creativity. It takes diligence. It takes consistency. Um, but it also takes some social media etiquette. Um, as Dr. Tanya mentioned earlier, she uses social media um, as a means to build her network, to, um, to build her business, um, to socialize. Um, and I know at one time, um, she and I had a conversation about I'm getting friend requests from people I don't know. And I'm thinking, I don't want to accept those people. I don't know them. Um, and she said, you need to get over that because, <laughs> because that is your network. Those are, these are people who are interested in connecting with you. And these are more people to have in your network. So, so the advice about choosing your friends wisely, when you're a business owner, yes, you still want to definitely choose those connections wisely uh, and pay attention to what they may say and what they may post to your to your page and eliminate as necessary. But um, you may, if you have that rule, if you're an entrepreneur and you have that rule that you're not going to accept friend requests from people that you don't know, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to build your business otherwise. Um, so with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the balance challenge and then um, and we'll talk a little bit more about career after. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Okay, so this week's balance challenge is I want you to go on a social media diet. Okay? So I'm not saying that I want you to black out of social media or I want you to go on a Facebook hiatus. People are so dramatic, right? I'm going on a hiatus. Um, and we don't usually care when they do that. But <laughs> but, I, but what I am asking you to do is to pay attention to how much time you spend on social media and what you're using social media to do. Um, I know a lot of us use social media for business we use it for friendship. We use it for connection. Uh, we may be bored. Um, just like with any good thing, using it too much or doing too much um, is not a good thing. It, 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 it can cause problems. So wine is wonderful, right? But what if every single time I peeked onto Facebook, I had a glass of wine? How would I be <laughs> by the end of the day? <laughs> so my suggestion for you is to moderate Facebook in the way that you should moderate alcohol. <laughs> I don't want to say the way you do moderate alcohol because I don't know what your drinking habits are. But um, but I would say, you know, to think about it strategically and to think about how often you're on there and what you're on there for. So maybe you'll, you'll restrict yourself to, I can get on, um, you know, for an hour in the morning, I can get on for an hour in the afternoon, and I can get on for an hour before bed. And, and those are my limitations, and I'm going to stick to those limitations. I challenge you to do that for a week, to see, to, to set some parameters for how long you're going to be on social media, what you're going to use it for. Because I know of us, many of us are business owners, we're entrepreneurs, so we do need to get on there. So I'm not saying to get off of it, but I'm saying to manage it. We'll be right back.
Great leaders aren't born, they're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowered Empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com. We came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football stadium. I want stadium. to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is big business. This is the American way. All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and uh, we're talking self-love. We're talking about um, 
We're talking self-love. I'm so used to saying (laughs) self-love. We are not talking about self-love today. But you know what? Self-love can manifest itself on social media. And I think that there are some clues that we have, you know, with regards to self-love on social media. You know, how can I recover from that one? There are actually some studies that indicate depression levels that can be indicated through Instagram posts. Um, So, you know, so maybe we are talking self-love. But but really, we're talking about um, social media and how social media impacts our real lives. And I'm looking, I'm kind of shifting over. We talked a little bit about relationships, and now I'm kind of shifting to the career aspect of things. And um, there are several myths um, with regards to our careers and how we interact on social media that um, that I'd like to mention here. So number one, um, social media is defined, and I'm guilty of this. I'm so guilty of this all the time. Social media is defined as Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, now, they are certainly among the top. Now, you know, since the, uh, this study, we've, we've re- uh, Instagram, Snapchat has risen to the top. Um, I don't know where Marco Polo is in all this, but I absolutely love Marco Polo. It's um, really fun. It's more of an app, I guess, but it's a way for, you know, people to, it's kind of like a video walkie-talkie, and, and people can kind of just interact with each other that way and you can have groups um, and, that, and all of that. And so, um, but it's a myth that, you know, every time we refer to social media, we speak of Facebook, particularly me um, and, and my generation. I know that um, the younger generation has kind of fled from Facebook because uh, their parents, like myself, are um, have taken over and we're posting about our um, desires and and our drinking escapades. And that's the last thing our children want to see. So they have fled. <laughs> they have fled from Facebook. Um, but um, social media, is, you know, there's a lot of other forms of social media out there. Um, there are blogs. There's YouTube. There's, you know, a lot of different ways in which people are interacting online. Um, the other myth is social media makes the average worker less productive. And so... We talk, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, if, you know, there is that, there is that myth that we can be less productive. And I would think that for entrepreneurs, that would be even more so of a myth because we are not in the eyes of a supervisor. We are on our own and we get to dictate how long and, and the ways in which we use social media. Um, but Actually, Microsoft surveyed roughly one, uh, I'm sorry, 10,000 information workers across 32 countries and found that 46% of workers said that their productivity had greatly or somewhat increased because of social media use in the office. Hmm. So, and, and I, I'd be curious to know why that is. I, you know, and I would take some guesses. Um, you know, my assumption, uh, you know, I'm not, I have not actually read this study, but my assumption would be, you know, for me personally, I'm much more productive when I get to take mental breaks. And if I get to take a lot of small mental breaks when it's time to come back to the big cat, the big um, task, I'm much more refreshed. The other thing that social media does to, for me that allows me to be more productive is um, it allows me to collaborate or to get the opinions um, or the ideas of other people and possibly incorporate that into the work that I do. So it broadens my horizons and my um, perceptions or my perspective of, um, of any particular thing I may be working on. So, so the idea that social media makes the average worker less productive is a myth. 
Myth number three, social media tools are not beneficial in the work environment. Well, we know that social media often is what makes the work environment go around. You know, we, we, um, higher artists than creative work through social media outlets. I would consider Upwork and Fiverr and um, some of these other sites, um, you know, Pinterest, uh, you know, where, where artists get to display their work. Uh, those are forms of social media. And we use this stuff. We use graphic design work. You know, we use all of these things, um, people to write up resumes, to proofread things, to edit things. And so um, social media tools are highly beneficial to the work environment. According to a study, 34% of workers indicated that management underestimated the benefits of social media tools. And 37% said that they could do their job better if the organization's management was on board with the use of social tools in the workplace. Great example of that is my job as a professor. Um, we, we recently in, integrated a brand new online teaching platform that I absolutely love because it incorporates video conferencing and chatting and sharing and liking and blogging and you name it. All of that in one learning platform. Um, So we'll be back. Stay with me. And uh, we have more information to give about the career. So stay with me on the live exchange. Leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we have covered social media and our social lives and whether or not our social media impacts our social lives. And you know, it absolutely does. You know, we, we look at how it has impacted relationships and the fact that our relationships, um, you know, can, can really, you know, depending on who is influencing it, you know, who, who gets to see who we share it with, um, you know, it really can make a difference in how we play out those relationships. Um, LaShawn Barnes, um, sent a, or posted, uh, a message that said that, you know, she and her significant other have been in a relationship for quite some time and they have never posted their relationship status on Facebook. In fact, they don't intend to do so at all. At least she doesn't until, you know, she gets married and she feels like that's when it's okay to post that. And, and as she says, and I agree, there are a lot of people who are coming in and out of relationships. And so they're saying, you know, oh, I'm in a relationship. And the next thing you know, they're not anymore. And, um, and I have a friend from high school who, who posted a really, um, funny post about how, um, 
people, you know, if, when you involve us in your relationship, you know, you, you, you told us about the, the first date and we got to go on the first date with you. And then we got to see the first kiss. And then, you know, we got to see the flowers that you got for her. Um, we got to see all of those things. And then all of a sudden, since six months in, you bring us into this relationship and then y'all go silent. So you guys got to tell us you got you can't just leave us hanging like that you know when things go bad we need to know about that too if you're going to tell us about all the good right so so don't leave us hanging we're sitting here wondering what happened to our relationship <laughs> so we know and I don't know if you realize how abundantly obvious it is when you are in a relationship and it doesn't work. And next thing you know, you're with somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And maybe you don't care. And maybe that's totally okay with you. And, and you know, and, and there's no judgment there. Um, I just know that for myself personally, um, I would prefer not to have my my personal life um, displayed all over social media as a, a tool for discussion or investigation. And I am, I am admittedly, I'm a researcher. So this is my excuse. I am nosy. So I do, I do, you know, if I see a couple that's been together for a minute and next thing I know, the, the page is clean of all pictures of that individual. I do a little investigating. I do. I look, <laughs> I wonder at what point did, did this thing end? Because it was a, they were all over the place with their, um, with their relationship. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's just something to keep in mind. You know, um, you know, I did have a Facebook friend post about how, you know, on, on a more serious note, how dis, uh, you know, what is, what is the word she used? Um, disheartening. How disheartening it is when, you know, when she wants to engage in conversation and she sees people posting um, attacks on other people who don't believe what they believe. And I think that's one of the biggest issues, um, negative issues that we see with social media today. You know, if you don't agree with somebody, they must be the devil. Uh, if you don't believe some in somebody, they must not be whatever particular group you think they are. And so we make these judgment calls about people that we know nothing about other than they have a particular point of view about a particular issue, which possibly only gives you a very narrow view of who this person is. Um, there is another, um, you know, politics has really taken on social media and has used social media as a way to push and move whatever um, agenda is on the table. Um, and so while I see the benefits of social media with regards to business, you know, we're using our, our platform to, to get more people, um, we're, we're teaching, we're doing all kinds of things online that's allowing us to reach out to broader audiences. The challenge is um, that we have people who abuse social media um, in, in ways that demean people, in ways that do not honor the, the dignity of other people. And so I will use our president as an example. And, and honestly, if I can pull off a research study, I would love to do a research study and look at social media and how social media played out in this past election and what social media did to um, get conversations going, to stop certain conversations, um, to to put ideas out there that may or may not have been true. Um, but to, the use of social media and politics um, is is a phenomenon that, you know, 
President Barack Obama used it, um, you know, as a way to bring everybody together. And because this was a huge element of the millennial um, generation, he certainly knew how to capitalize on social media in a way to garner support. And so our current president has also taken social media in not quite the most positive ways um, that I have seen um, and in order to also push his agenda and to push ideas out there that he wants us to focus on. So um, one of the things that we are going to be looking at in the future is politics and social media. We are not done with this social media conversation, but we are done with today's episode <laughs> of the Live Exchange. So I, I, I thank you so much for joining me today today next week be sure that you're here next week because next week we are going to have a panel of men here they are doing a relationship discussion next weekend about what men want from women and i get to have two of those panelists right here on the live exchange to discuss what they want in women until then thank you so much for listening i'm dr pamela and you've been watching and listening to the live exchange it's your life love it